0: hey sincere is that you
1: that is me how you doing
0: hey not bad good to have you on the podcast so what are you up to today hey it's great to be here
1: thanks for having me on your show and today it's just a relaxing day i had did a lot of my um cleaning and everything yesterday for my snake tubs getting my snakes together
0: oh nice nice yes sir how are you today Uh, I'm doing good up here. It's up north in northern Ontario where I live in Canada. And the ice is kind of melting and stuff like that. It's a fairly mild day out today. So it's pretty nice out here where I live in the sticks.
1: (laughs) I didn't even know you was in Ontario. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I can't complain about the cold compared to what you're dealing with. Mm -mm. I'm in Virginia.
0: Richmond, Virginia. Virginia. Nice. You guys got some good weather there?
1: Uh no (laughs) no we just had a pretty bad uh last week we had a pretty bad ice storm uh that lasted a couple of days and today is a very gloomy day uh but uh, yesterday and the day before were pretty nice like 65 degrees which was uh greatly appreciated but it seemed like we're getting back to the cold again
0: okay does it snow a lot in virginia
1: it's not supposed to, but it has been snowing a lot this year. It has. It's not known for the snow like how it's been snowing. It's just very weird this year around.
0: Oh, that's cool. So uh, the name of your uh, game is Sincere Exotics, right? Yes, sir. Sincere Exotics nice i I like the the youtube channel too i i I watch a lot of your videos and stuff like that so it's it's pretty cool what you're doing it's good to see other people in the hobby that are uh, that sincere about what they do too so that's awesome man
1: i really appreciate that thanks for watching i wasn't you know i wasn't i was skeptical about making the youtube people that 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 they do that do it and um but i just say you know i'm just gonna be me and i'm gonna just put put whatever i feel out on there um I get a lot of responses for the educational levels, uh, and, and then I get a lot of responses for the type of animals that I have. But, yeah, so I appreciate you watching it.
0: Yeah, I, I watch a lot of people's videos, though. You can take the good from the bad, right? Some people have some good videos. Some people have some stuff that's a little bit iffy and skeptical. So you got to decipher through all the stuff, right, that you're watching on YouTube pretty much. So I. I got a good judgment and your, and your videos are very educational. I get a lot out of them, right? So that's why I continue to watch videos like that where I'm actually picking up stuff, right? So. Oh, that's perfect. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I hear you got a birthday clutch coming up, man. I was watching. Oh, yoga. man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So that's cooking in the oven right now.
1: It is uh, it's always, it's always seven, seven eggs. This is my second clutch. Uh, for myself actually doing my own breeding projects and um, this clutch I I use two different males to a a female that's possible chocolate for the female Uh, but I'll have to prove that out down the road Uh, but yeah uh, yeah uh, they're due on April 22nd my birthday is April 24th so I'm really excited about that and the size of these eggs are huge like um, I i've seen a lot of videos with egg um you know uh, snakes named eggs and I, I had my own clutch last year and these eggs are like two times the size of my last clutch and they're just huge I, i'm really anticipating some big snakes coming out of these eggs
0: <laughs> oh nice i never actually as weird as it sounds like i've dealt with pythons for most of my life but i've never actually witnessed it, like live in person a uh, snake uh pushing the eggs out right so I've never seen yeah. it. I've, I've had snakes that I've kept in captivity that I've caught from the wild like DK brown snakes that have given live birth and stuff like that right in my place so but I've, I've never witnessed the eggs hatch so like I, I tried so many times to, to read ball pythons and stuff like that but mm-hmm. it just wasn't working out for me and I wasn't rushing it so I didn't want to do things wrong even the first time I wanted to make sure everything was correct right so I just kept learning more
1: okay okay well it's definitely a patience game you, it takes a lot of time and a patience um uh you definitely have to wait it out uh, i learned that the first time around um and this time around i pretty much um just stuck to it and now i'm at the last phase where just letting them cook in the um incubator uh as far as uh watching it hatch oh well not hatch, but watching the snake lay eggs I never had an opportunity until recently Uh, it's my first time ever seeing it happen and i actually caught it caught it on video i got a little bit of video footage of a snake putting out (laughs) laying at least oh excuse my that's my dogs in the background
0: oh uh, it's what kind of dogs you got there
1: i have american bullies (laughs) two of them i have a male and a female um they they do their little features in my videos every now and then they like the they like the camera
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's super cool I man i just created yeah, yeah. a facebook group for uh for for bully breeds and stuff like that but it's uh mm-hmm. it's called pitbull pitbulls and bully breeds canada yeah well, just, i'm gonna look d- for it yeah i just started I it, for it, it, it recently
1: okay well i'm gonna look for it and i'm gonna join it and i'm gonna upload pictures of my dogs oh, i goodness. have a red a red nose and a blue nose
0: sweet blue nose are like one of my favorite you know what i wanted my all-time favorite would be like a a, a brindle blue blue nose with uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah blue like the the blue sheen on its coat yeah mm-hmm.
1: they're very nice yep i love like a
0: silverish well. like kind of gray right grayish blue oh
1: yes that's how mine is um she's like a grayish blue and then in, in when you take her outside you can see the blue sheen like the blue shine on her on her coat and then um the boy the boy that I have is actually her son and he ended up becoming
0: a red he's all red with a red nose oh nice Yeah. I, I had a pit bull, uh, mix a bully breed also which was uh, an Amstaff mixed with an albino red nose the, the puppies were just like so beautiful like the, he was one of the nicest pit bulls I've ever had he was all he was all fawn color with a white crest on his chest
1: I believe that's the same as mine. Um, fawn, it's like more like a fawn color with the red nose and the white on the chest. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna post some pictures on your page so you can see exactly
0: what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm forward mm-hmm. to that because I love seeing pictures of people's dogs too, man. That's oh yeah, that's what I'm on social media for is what, liking everybody's pictures of their animals, right? I just I love animals, man. I can't get yeah. enough of them, so this keeps me uh, going, right? Yeah, that's, the, that's what makes uh,
1: social media interesting for me as well. I get to see all the different type of animals. Uh, we see people every day, all day when we go outside. Uh, we don't get to see the different varieties of animals. And I definitely take advantage of the pictures and everything when I see them online, I really appreciate it. Especially throughout the world, you know, see stuff in Africa, Europe, Canada, you know, South America, all over. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a lot of the good snakes come from over there too in Africa that you brought that up. Like, uh, one of the, I'm I'm into a little bit of Venomous too. I just, I like watching videos and learning more about them. Okay. Uh, And uh, I see the Gaboon Viper that comes from Africa too, right? So I was doing a lot of research on those gaboon vipers and i uh, watched people free handle them even though i wouldn't advise it personally oh, myself my goodness. But done it, those but...
1: snakes are so intimidating when just by looking at them they're so intimidating with the size of their head
0: yeah <laughs> their <heads laughs> Ooh, i'm afraid of those
1: yes they are I'm, and then the way they crawl it kind of reminds me of a um a, a centipede or, or a caterpillar they, they actually crawl different from uh, other snakes it's like they're actually walking.
0: Yeah, like they inch along on their belly pretty much, right?
1: Yeah, it's different. It's not like how they how the snakes slither. These guys just move like forward like it's, it seems like it's an army of ants underneath of it carrying it as it walks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <nice. laughs> yeah. So uh what what kind of uh collection are you working with there? You got a fairly large collection or anything uh any cool morphs that you'd like to discuss?
1: So uh so this is literally my second collection i did have a collection prior to this uh uh 2019 uh my i live in an apartment and my apartment building caught fire so that whole entire clutch wasn't a i mean clutch but that collection it was a collection of about 19 snakes no it was a 15 ball pythons and two boa constrictors and i had the pretty much um I pretty much lost that whole clutch, not not through um, the fire itself, because I did have an opportunity to save my snakes, Uh, but shortly after, I didn't have anywhere to house them, so I had to give some away, sell some of them, and and basically, this new collection that I have now, I have one snake from my previous collection, and that is my G.H.I. Mojave uh, Cinnamon. His name is Streets. Uh, He's pretty much featured in a lot of my videos, and he's like my flagship uh, ball python and he's the one I had my first clutch with and um, now I have currently I have about about 20 plus ball pythons and that's the only um, species of snakes that I do have at currently but I am working on other species. I'm, I'm interested in the reticulated pythons. I'm also interested in uh, um, these yellow anacondas. So uh, it's a high possibility that I may end up getting a yellow anaconda and a reticulated python uh as far as projects uh with this clutch right here that i have like i said it could be um either ghi mojave cinnamon or it could be a Uh, inchy yellow belly uh bred to a possible chocolate female Uh, but i have a a wide variety of different genes that i have you know just waiting in line i have i'm working with the clown gene i'm working with the bongo gene i'm working with the uh hidden gene woma I have Orange Dream, I have Leopard, I have Hurricane, I have uh, I have I have several different uh, genes that I am currently working with.
0: Nice, I, I heard you mentioned the hidden gene Woma too. I've been aching to get my hands on one of those. Like I've been trying for so long. Right now, now yeah, like, <laughs> they're, they're
1: actually fun. hard to find. They, they are hard to find, and then it's hard to find a good a version of it. Uh, so this hidden G Woma that I have, it's a hidden G Woma red stripe 100% head clown. So it has uh, two other jeans in it and both of those other jeans in it are very influential. Like I, I love the red stripe jean and I love the clown jean. So it have a hidden G Woma um, red stripe 100% head clown. Uh, I purchased it as a female, uh, but down the road come to find out it was a male but I appreciate it that it is a male and it's all good. And I'm pretty happy with that snake.
0: Yeah, I bet you are, but that sounds like a really powerhouse male to have. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
1: Still a hatch, not a hatchling, but it's a, it's a, it's a little under uh, 250 grams. So it has some time to grow. Probably won't be ready to about next year this time.
0: Oh, nice. That gives you something to look forward to in the near future. Right. So you'll be, uh, I seen that video too of your uh, your other males that you're talking about there the the one streets the one that you said that it's yeah. on your uh, your videos a lot that you post mm-hmm. them up there a lot on your videos but uh yeah that's a pretty cool snake and it kind of reminded me of like one of those like purple passions with the like gray uh and yeah. the stripes back right
1: yeah actually you know what it's funny about that is that you mentioned that um he's not purple passion of course. But uh, Purple Passion is made through the Mojave and um, a and Phantom. And I do have a, a Mojave, which is one of the offsprings from Streets. And I do have a male Phantom. And I will be making some Purple Passions with Streets offsprings. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna come out looking really, really nice. Being that Streets, he's funny because some days when I look at him, he looks like gray. He looks like gray. And then some days when I look at him, he has that purple tint to him and then some days when I look at him he has like a brownish tint to him like he he's almost like a chameleon snake he just changes colors on me all the time and then when he's in blue he he's like the perfect perfect image of a, a snake that should be in blue like
0: with the way he looks oh nice that's cool so his color of his skin pretty much goes like the pack color of the the eyes so it blends right in pretty much eh
1: yes yes that's that's for sure Mhm.
0: So anything else interesting that you're, you're, you have up and coming that you're very stoked about? Or...
1: Uh, well, I'm very stoked about this clutch I got coming, um, just to be honest with you. I can't wait to see who's the daddy because, like I said, it's two different fathers compared to her. Uh, I'm hoping for a dual sire clutch. I hope both of the fathers took. To that female, and then when I when I finally get to look at those eggs, uh, those hatchings when they come out that egg, I'm just hoping for that big, big, big surprise of both fathers being the father, both snakes being the father. That would be awesome. Um, yes. One of the eggs when I candled them, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but it's a high possibility that I saw two embryos. So may, there's a possibility that I may have some twins in one of those eggs as well.
0: Oh, that'd be that'd be really cool to see one uh, twins hatch out for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Two heads coming out of an egg, and you know you got twins.
1: <laughs> yeah, unless they attach to the one snake, that'll be different too. I've seen a few of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've seen usually when you get twins in the eggs too, from uh, people's videos. Most times that 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 they are pretty small, right? Very small. I have noticed that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, yours will come out like a nice, healthy size. If they're, they're twins too, at least uh, enough to make it right. Because uh, survival is a must, right? They need to have that good weight on them. my find as hatchlings to be nice and strong babies, right? Yes,
1: yeah, survival is, is number one. That's priority. Um, and the way these the size of these eggs uh, I wouldn't be surprised that they will survive. Because uh, these, like I said, these eggs are huge. Like I, I'm 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 really like surprised that they came out so big. Like I. I make a, a metaphor, like, to them about seeing that they look like dinosaur eggs. They're pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if there is twins in any one of them, they're definitely going to have enough room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll be awesome to see. So you just keep us posted with the YouTube video when those are due, right?
1: Oh, definitely. Will. Update. I actually, well, um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to actually show process of like the whole process going to that day. Um, every now and then when I Go to check on the eggs i might do a little quick video of, of me checking on the eggs to make sure that they are good um to make sure that it's not any too much moisture you know you don't want moisture to drop on top of the eggs from the um press and seal because sometimes humid on um, the the uh, <clears throat> condensation does build up and it could drop you know drip down on top of the egg so if i do see that i'm going to take a little dry paper towel and sap the eggs so they don't get wet but so, I would definitely give updates on that and the whole process all the way through. I pretty much did this whole process from day one till now, anyways, with my videos. I, I showed videos from when I paired them up. I showed videos from when she was um, going through her ovulation. I showed videos of her doing her prelay shed. I showed videos of her going through her phases after prelay shed. And I even showed the videos of her getting to the point of um, laying the eggs and even got lucky enough. To get a video of her in the middle of laying one egg. I didn't want to record the whole session because I wanted her to, I didn't want her to be stressed out. So I just recorded one egg coming out and I left her alone. So I definitely will keep up with the rest of the process all the way down to the eggs hatch. And then after the eggs hatch, I will do recordings of the hatchlings as they grow up.
0: Yeah, nice, and uh, I had a question there for you too. Are you gonna be uh, feeding them live? Because I used to feed all mine live when they're hatching, I just see that just sparks their interest I'll way a lot more like off the hop to give them live and then start switching them over to frozen thought as they grow up, right?
1: So feeding live and feed, feeding frozen thought or fresh kill it's always been like a controversy about live feeding. Uh, but what I do know, and this has been a fact from experience and watching other people, With the hatchlings, it's very difficult to feed anything that's not alive. Uh, Hatchlings are more prone to eating a live rodent. If you try to get them on the frozen thaw, they usually turn it down. And I do not want to have my snakes go on, my hatchlings go on any kind of um, fast or reject any food because they don't want to eat it. So to answer your question, I will be
0: feeding live okay that's perfect that's what i would recommend too because uh like i was about to go through that process and when the snakes were were hatching i was gonna definitely be giving them live, because i know that it uh it gets their attention a lot faster and you don't want a baby hatchling going off feed like right from scratch right right from the start that's good. that's very
1: stressful that's very stressful um it's already stressful when you feed live because not all of them eat right away uh sometimes you have to assist feed Uh, my last clutch i had a clutch of uh, six and um took some time for all of them to finally get to eating uh but they did one by one they they slowly but surely started to eat on their own and now they all are thriving very well
0: well that's good to hear that they're thriving and doing well what size are they now if you don't mind me asking oh i
1: I don't mind at all so uh, i have my record book i keep track of everything So when, and I'll just use like two of them for an example. So they were, my clutch was hatched. They were hatched on August 20th of 2019. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. August 20th of 2020. I don't know why I said 2019. August 20th of 2020. And so for one, I will use Chanel that I named all of them. One name is Chanel, this is the GHI Mojave. Uh, All of these, um, my hatchings are het for candy. Uh, So, so like I was saying, this one, the last time, when when she was born, August 19th, 2020, she was weighing at 70 grams. I weighed her, let's get to her current information. I weighed her on February 20th, 21st of 2021, and she's at 423 grams. Wow! So that's like a big, big difference in the matter of, uh, let's see, was August, September, October, November, December, January, February, six months. So from in a span of six months, she started out from birth at 70 grams. And here we are, February 21st, the last time I weighed her in. And she's at four hundred and twenty-three grams.
0: Yeah, so she put on an easy three hundred grams in that time. Oh yeah, she's she's woo, yeah,
1: she's 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 the beast. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and just check when I'm. Uh, so I have a a male when he was born on the same day, August um, August nineteenth, twenty twenty. At 66 grams, he was born. Now, the, the, I was like skeptical, but they were so light, 66 grams. I was like, oh man, that's too light. And I weighed him, his name is Future. I weighed Future, let me get to that, on the 21st of February, and he's at 318 grams. So they're putting on some good weight.
0: Yeah, it's, it sounds that way that's good they're they're healthy snakes
1: oh yeah they're very healthy Um uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with them i was worried about one that was um i had to six feet longer than the rest of them and that one is eating more than all of them now <laughs> it's interesting
0: is it like a, a larger ball python what's the what size is that one
1: so it's uh, it's, it's born the same size, but it's like it was born the same time. It was uh, actually weighing in at fifty six grams, lighter than all of the other ones. And uh, it potty started eating on its own about three weeks after all the rest of them. And he he's more um, and he doesn't have uh the fatty size. He's very solid. But he's he's longer and thicker than the rest. So I I, I was originally calling him the ro- the the runt, the runt of the clutch. But he's no longer the runt of the clutch.
0: He's <laughs> like the biggest of the clutch now, eh? Yeah, he's definitely
1: the biggest of the clutch. He's bigger than Chanel, and Chanel put on so much weight. But I just like her the way she grew. She um she as she gets better, as she gets older, her her colors they're getting more vibrant. Um, just like all of the rest of them. But every single one of my snakes that came out of that clutch every single one of them looked completely different there were no repeated looks it's, it's real weird that so that that has me um really excited for this next clutch to see what happens
0: yeah they're probably just gonna get better in time every shed that they have they're gonna get more intensified oh yeah that's 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 a fact that's what's been happening now every time they shed i'm surprised
1: one of them One of them almost looks like jet black with patterns on it. I have two snakes out of that clutch that keeps me wondering if they have like a mystery gene floating in there. Um, So I'm gonna keep a close eye on them and I'm gonna watch them and see how how they come along. And then I'll eventually, when they get of age, I'll go ahead and try to prove it out and see if there is a mystery gene in there. Hopefully with my fingers crossed that I do get to find out there is a mystery gene and then I'll be able to name that gene. But as of right now, I can't call it a mystery. I can't call it a gene until I prove it out.
0: Yeah. So once you figure there's a gene there, and you you gotta uh, keep proving out that gene to see if it's something that could be reproduced again, right? In order to call it Ex- a birth. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I gotta I gotta keep on going through the process, make sure that it could be reproduced. I could I have to make sure that if there's a super form to it, I need to find out if it's recessive, co dominant or dominant. I, I you know, it's a lot to it and it's definitely time consuming but that is a project that i am going to be working on because um i, I wouldn't mind like being one person to create a gene that has never been out there yet uh, that's definitely something i wouldn't mind doing
0: yeah and you could put it anything you put your mind to you could actually proceed to to have a, a grip on it and what's going to go down with a certain morph rate that you could have that oh, yeah. as your own gene and that uh Attached to whatever name you feel is meets the characteristics of the way the gene works, right? So, of course, yeah, that would be super cool to to me. Like, Ooh, be oh, one yeah. of my dreams too. I'll actually to produce my own snake. That's uh, a unique gene that I came up with uh, out of producing two different morphs or three or four or five genes together, right?
1: Oh yeah, that would be that would be that would be amazing. I call it The Sincere Gene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That'd
1: be nice. laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I got to be careful saying that, you know, somebody here the station is still the name, but it's all good. If they take it, they take it. But, you know, I'll come up with some creative name for it. Uh,
0: that's That's all of the fun parts of it all. So now I want to speak on a topic that I've been hearing a lot about lately, right, about all these legislations and these laws being put in place, oh, like they're yeah. trying to take people's reptiles away. How, how do you feel about that? And is that going on in Virginia where you're, you are or no?
1: So I am from, I'm originally from New York. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I, I've, I've been in Virginia for about the past three to four years. I, I feel terrible about these legislative laws that's passing and I think that is honestly I think it's violating a lot of our rights and um, I'm I'm against it. I'm against all of those laws. So I am a member of the U.S. ARC uh, I have uh, I'm, I'm part of them there. That's a, uh, a non-profit organization that are fighting the battles for us. They're the ones that's taking it to the legislative, uh, you know to the people, the people that's in charge of passing these laws and their US ARC are the ones that's fighting the battles for us so I um, I am a member of that and I highly recommend anybody that is in the you know reptile industry period it doesn't have to be about snakes it doesn't have to be about ball python it could be about any reptile Um, and I would highly recommend for them to, to you know join that become a member or at least donate to US ARC um it's, it's, it stands for United States uh, uh, United of America Reptile Keepers. And uh, they, like I said, our, they represent for us. So we can't just go knocking on the door of these politicians or whoever it is that's passing these laws and tell them, hey, that's not fair. But there are some people that are in place that can make a difference. And USARC is one of those people that are making a difference. And like I said, again, I am a member of them. And I highly support them. And anything that they're a cause for. So as far as being affected in New York, they are being affected. I've heard that, uh, I don't know when it's gonna pass, but I heard that you cannot ship any live reptiles or uh, you know small birds or any kind of animals into or from New York. And I also heard that it's affecting Florida and some other states. It has not a hit Virginia as of yet, and I have my fingers crossed that it does not hit Virginia. Uh, but like I said, we got US Arc fighting for us. and if we keep um, you know backing them up, it's strengthen numbers. The more people, the stronger we get, the more voice the louder our voice will be. And um, hopefully we'll make a change with those laws that's being passed because they are unfair and uh, I don't agree with them
0: fair enough yeah i i don't either and i would totally support us arc too if i was anybody that's listening in on this podcast uh, to go there and support us arc because uh that is definitely a good organization to help us reptile keepers in general to just fight back against not being able to have these animals like we need to have them and teach more about them and you know kids need to be educated on these as they grow up to you know at least know what's what wildlife is and conservation and all that stuff right
1: absolutely um the the biggest thing is with these reptiles uh they're they're described in a scary way uh a lot of people fear them and there's no need to fear a lot of these reptiles and um i i'd I like to start by showing improving i would i would like to go to the local schools with the young kids because they're already intrigued with the animals itself but they don't know about it. And then when they see it, they're automatically scared because that's what's been taught to them, to be afraid. You see that in the movies, you see it all over the place that they got little, little ball pythons wrapped around a person's neck killing them. And, uh, and that doesn't even make any sense because the ball python is not going to do that. Uh, you know, and all these type of fair scenarios, well, I would like to work against that and teach them, teach people that these animals are actually good pets to have. They're very um, docile and the more you handle them the better they get uh, <clears throat> there are animals that are dangerous yes but at least educate them and know what's what and how to decipher the difference from what's dangerous and what is not that's 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 what's key
0: yeah it's exactly understanding and knowledge of into a matter is what's going to take you there right and um, yes sir see the bigger picture so i'm definitely going to be supporting them like i I, I don't know how big of an impact I can make from Canada, but I I bet you the more uh, people that pitch into a good cause, the better off it'll be at the end, right? So
1: I'm pretty sure you can one every individual person is going to make a huge impact. Uh, like I said, it's strength in numbers, regardless of where you're at. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reptile breeders in Canada that ship to America and a lot of readers in America that ship to Canada. Uh, so, yeah, it, it can help. It's going to help. If it becomes an international thing, I believe it'll be even stronger, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. So uh, what else are you working with or uh, excited about doing any projects you got on mind that you, you wouldn't mind doing in the future?
1: So I, um, I, am so my next up, well, I do have the female that just laid a clutch. My next up project, my very next project is going to be a bongo project. Um, I'm, I have a, I'm going to try to, so I've seen a lot of people uh, that's been working with the bongo project and I like what's been coming of them. So I have a, I have a couple of bongos that I'm going to work out and um not sure exactly which route I'm going to go with it, but I'm definitely going to um, be working on a bongo project. So be on the lookout for my bongo project coming up
0: okay i will for sure i'll keep on following your videos like i intended to and uh getting more from them each time i I see them right like uh, i have to watch videos over and over to get like everything out of it right so i could absorb it all right okay which is pretty good because that's the way i learn i'm a slow learner but when i pick up things i like to uh think about them so i don't what like to watch too long because then my uh I get all off track, right? And I like to stick right. focus on the one thing at a time. That's why I just don't go and watch like ten YouTube videos at a time. I'll like watch one or two, and then I'll go off and do my other things, and then uh, think about what I watched and stuff. So,
1: makes I rehearse sense. It, it all makes in my head, me.
0: so I get the most out of it, right?
1: Oh yeah, that makes complete sense to me. Uh, I, what I do with my videos, um, uh, and I'm not ashamed. I will, you know, I will make a, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh. I have videos of me losing a snakes, you know. Going, I have videos of snake, you know, that the downsides of the having the snakes, as far as like the, the ailments that they can get. Uh, I I have the high points of having those snakes. So you get everything in my videos. You get the low side and you get the high side.
0: Exactly. So keepers know exactly what they're gonna get it, themselves into if they choose to beekeepers down the road right if they're just uh thinking about stepping foot in the door right they know exactly what to expect so that's good what you're doing with those videos by uh getting those people that are from that crowd that's just stepping foot in the door in the reptile hobby right uh oh yeah to see what oh yeah all about
1: even as far as pet owners i not just uh breeders but even just regular pet owners, um, everybody will be able to get something. Even somebody that doesn't even want a reptile and they just, uh, a ball python, they want to um just know a little bit about it. <clears throat> they can find something in one of my videos that will educate them on it some way or the other. And then there's some entertainment in there as well. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people have been sending me messages saying that I was funny or they like the way I said this. And I, I never intended that, but there's entertainment in there as well, which which is a big surprise to me, but I'll take that too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what else is going on where you are right now? Uh, you have your reptiles right in your place with you? Is, is that what you, you said in your apartment? Well, I keep, I
1: keep my reptiles with me, around me. Uh, I have a couple of friends that have reptiles well, as well and they breathe. So if I had to, like, move them with them, I would if I had to. Uh, right now, uh, I keep them around me and because of the fact that I like the, I actually take my time with each one of my animals every day. Um, I take them out their tub, their enclosures, and I handle them. Um, I don't just keep them in their enclosures and lock them away until it's time to either breed them or whatever, but I actually handle my animals every single day. I don't wanna um, have somebody or take it to a school when that time happens again, and I have a snake that's snappy at somebody. I want my snakes to be able, be used to being handled.
0: Exactly. So they're used to that interaction, right? So it just becomes custom to them. Yeah. uh, I understand that totally. I like to handle my reptiles too. Like, uh, I'm going to be getting back into snakes and going hard. Like my brother lives on a big property and he's given me the, the green light to go and build like a little snake shop type thing on the property, right? So I'm gonna definitely put something together so I can have a nice little collection of my own. Enough that I can maintain, though. That's the main thing. That all the animals are getting the proper necessities they need, and then some, right? So that that, that way, all my each of my animals is accounted for. So I don't want to get over my bridges, right?
1: Of course, of course. Um, that's a dream of mine as well. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna um, get a huge facility, but I definitely want to um, upgrade. I will be getting. I have a. I'm a single. Dad and everything, but my kids—they—they're on their own. They're grown now, so I have a two bedrooms, so I have enough room. Where one of my bedrooms is a could be a snake room, and um, so I have room. But my thing is to get my own little property. I want to have a separate, you know, almost like a a small facility where I can actually keep my my reptiles and and invite people over to actually come see them. Uh, Maybe eventually even have a a small reptile a reptarium type of storefront and people come and see that not like a pet store but somewhere where they could do like birthday parties and stuff like that i, I dream of that type of those that type of thing as well
0: yeah that'd Same be up. cool like even to have one like brian bar where you come in and there's like a little caveman in, in the front and the a, and a car oh man and <laughs> and yeah that. that'd right. be super
1: his, his is on the big his is on that big stage on that big level uh, that took, that takes many and many and many of years, but I definitely wouldn't mind going on that level, but yeah I, I want to do that one day, I want to have a, a facility where um, people come in, almost like a reptile zoo, they could just come and see different type of reptiles, and um, you know, all reptiles, not just snakes, and and, and um, if they want to do birthday parties and stuff like that, they can um, and that's, that's what I would like to do eventually, you know, maybe one day I'll end up doing that uh, that's why it's important to be a part of the U.S. arc because they're fighting for us and so we can have those type of things in the future. <laughs> Seriously, because they we don't want them to stop that. You know, we want to keep keep these reptiles.
0: Nice. I was trying to think of a place I was going to ask you if you've been in the States too. Uh, I know his name's Jason. He knows Kevin McCurley and uh, he he breeds Reddix, right? He has, I'm trying to think of the name of his company again. He has that. Who, Nerd? Not nerd no he has his, his uh-huh. uh his, his zoo where he breeds his reddicks and stuff like that his name's jason it's in the oh. states uh i'm
1: i'm not too familiar i'm not too sure uh
0: jay prehistoric yeah Is prehistoric pets exactly yeah. prehistoric pet. yes. and he has that zoo right like where yes he does up in there too and stuff he has
1: some amazing amazing reticulated pythons i've seen a lot of his videos man he has some huge huge uh reticulated pythons. yeah i bet (laughs) you'd
0: want to visit there have you been there yet
1: i have i haven't been to anybody's
0: um uh reptile
1: facility yet uh that is a dream of mine as well so you know it's a personal dream i plan on actually you know um if once this covid situation lifts up a little bit i will be venturing out and traveling and going to see these people's um facilities because i would like to even come to canada and see um billy for mutation creation i want to see his since he got this new facility that he's building up i would like to go visit nerd uh and new New england reptile distributors i would like to go see jp historic pets and i would like to see brian bar so uh, those are all in my plan all in my plan is i would like to go even see um jessica Boca's his facility so you know all that is in due time
0: yeah if i'm ever in the states i'm going to both brian bar and to uh jason from prehistoric pets uh yeah. i'm gonna visit the reptarium and the the zoo where uh jay from prehistoric pets is
1: Oh yeah because i love that's those be fun.
0: too those reddicks are just absolutely huge man i swear to god those things look mm-hmm. like some of them look like they could wrap around you like no, your body is not <laughs> exposed anymore <laughs>
1: he had a video where a whole bunch of them were just laying on top of him. all you could see is his head just poking out. <laughs> <laughs> it was, so, it was so funny. They're, they're, um, from my understanding, they're the, uh, they're the largest, uh, snake in the world. Uh, and then I believe will be second would be the, um, anaconda, the green anaconda. And then I believe like third on that list will be like boa constrictors. I mean, don't quote me, I could be wrong, but from my understanding and from what I do know, from what i studied, I believe
0: that the reticulated pythons are the largest um, reptiles. Yeah, I think another python comes before them too, the bull constrictors. I'm pretty sure the African rock python is next in line for the third spot.
1: Okay, okay. So I don't know much about the African rock python. I will definitely have to do some research on that one. Uh, that well, sounds they, interesting.
0: They also call it the Indian python. The African rock python or the indian rock python they have a uh, indian rock python too
1: hmm, that's interesting so it's okay. like a, subs- a, it's
0: a subspecies of the african rock python the indian rock python
1: oh and they get they're bigger than uh the boa constrictors
0: i don't know about the the indian one because i haven't done uh, much research on the indian rock python but uh just the normal african rock python mm-hmm. is is I'm pretty sure the third biggest I wouldn't don't quote me on it I'm not 100% sure but I I'm pretty sure that it's the third biggest snake in the world
1: interesting I'm definitely gonna look into that
0: but the the anaconda is the second biggest because it's it's got more girth than the reticulated python the reticulated python just beats it in length like the right reticulated python is the longest python in the world
1: yeah that's how I heard it that's how I heard it the same way yep Mm -hmm.
0: But I keep on doing research every day. I'm always learning more stuff about these animals. So, it's just- And you're going to
1: always learn more. I didn't even know you could have a dual sire clutch. And then as I started studying on that, I found out you could have a triple sire clutch. Uh, it's just interesting. There's just so much information with these snakes that you can learn. It's, it's just so cool. I just love it.
0: Yeah, you gotta cross both fingers and both toes that your clutch comes <laughs> out there, your bir- your birthday clutch comes out dual sired because that would be. I can't wait to see the video when that happens.
1: Oh my goodness, you're gonna see me doing cartwheels and backflips, and I'm a four- <laughs> I'm a forty 40- I'm a forty four year I'll be forty five on April twenty fourth. So I, me being able to do a backflip is kind of like suicide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you be careful you don't fall on your head.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's funny. But that would be a wonderful thing to um see happen, especially that would be that'll be a great birthday gift. I mean, just yeah, the yeah, clutch alone, sure. the clutch alone, regardless of who the the sire is, is going to be a great birthday gift. But that would be the icing on the cake.
0: Yeah, for sure. That'd be some icing I would take.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. But uh, have you ever any interest in like the coral glow or any other uh, recessive uh, snakes? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I had a, um, a super banana, uh, which is like a coral glow. I have a male. Uh, uh, I, I, have, I have an ultra male, which is a recessive. I have the candy gene, which is recessive. I have the clown gene that's recessive. I have the ghost gene or slash hypo gene that's recessive. So
0: I am working with a with, with several recessive genes as well. Nice. What kind of what, what type of ghost are you working with? The green ghost or the orange ghost? So I'm I'm not 100
1: percent sure what type of ghost this one is. So it's a super pastel inchy ghost when I got it. Also, Streets, when I purchase Streets, he's a, 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 a head hypo. I just haven't proved that out yet. So that's going to be something that I would like to prove out down the road as well. Uh, the Ultramel that I have is a visual Ultramel and it's um 50, it's, uh, 50% it's head hypo as well. So I'm, I'm going to be working on that ghost. I don't know what line of ghost it is. Uh, I'm not even sure if orange and green and the regular ghosts are all compatible, but they're definitely um, ghosts, and I'm going to be breeding them together. Hopefully, they are compatible, and I'll get visuals.
0: Well, the, the only three that I know of of ghosts, there could be more, mind you, but I know of the the desert ghost, the orange ghost, and the green ghost, right?
1: So they have they have orange ghosts. They have, so the desert ghost is to me is not like the regular ghost that we're the you know we has that faded look or the color more desert ghost it has the name ghost but it's not like a ghost uh but they have orange ghosts from what i know we have the green ghost we have the regular ghost and then they have this one called casper i've seen that in one of brian bar video and a couple other people uh, but as far as the desert ghost it is a ghost line but it doesn't uh, desert ghost is actually more of an enhancer and it brightens the colors as far as the other ones they're a little bit different
0: that's how the the jeans work differently that's pretty cool mm-hmm. any uh combos you want to make with the ghosts that you got
1: uh i definitely want to make the ultra male ghost i would love to the, uh, to be honest with you um uh, with the the main jeans that i'm working with i want to have a ghost version to them all i want to have a pie version to them all i want to have a uh, sugar slash calico version to them all uh and i also want to have a, um exantic version to everything so all of my main jeans that i do have i will have one of, of each of those versions to it because i do have a sugar female i don't have a exantic um, snake disco around as of yet i did have one in my last collection but i lost it uh, so i will be getting that exantic into my collection and um then i'll be pretty much complete with what my basis of the whole collection is going to be about So, once I, like, for instance, like I told you with this bongo project that I'm working on, I would like to make a bongo pie, a bongo exantic, a bongo uh, sugar, a bongo um, ultramel, you know, and those are the the routes that I would like to go with that and a bongo ghost.
0: Oh, cool. I want to see the bongo exantic. That's going to be really awesome.
1: That's going to be interesting. Yeah, that will be interesting. I really want to see how that's going to turn out. Because the exantic takes away all that color, and the um, the ultramels. Um, uh, well, you said the bongo exantic, right? Or you said the ultramell?
0: Uh, the bongo exantic. Yeah,
1: that would be that would be very interesting. That that right there, I can't even um, envision it in my mind. Because you know, the bongo has that nice pattern. Um, that would be really cool
0: then you could even throw like more pattern in the equation later once you raise oh, like, yeah. uh, the offspring and you get like a bongo xanthic and then you can mix it with bongo xanthic oh. and spider throw another dominant gene in there i'll throw the hurricane in there <laughs> uh, the hurricane yeah that's nice <laughs> yeah one.
1: yeah i, her- I see I- the
0: unboxing video i think it was an unboxing video you did of the hurricane or uh, you already had it out of the box i think that's oh yeah you were, you were showing so the pick-ups. pickups you got yeah
1: yeah, so I picked up the Hurricane and the Ultramel in that video. I did an unboxing video of my female bongo when I had got her a while back. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: I like those ones, though, too. The Hurricane looked really nice. And you said in the video that he was in shed, too, right?
1: Yeah, he's he's actually still in blue. So I, I, I did a video about one of my, uh, it was Streets, in fact, of how long the process of a snake that goes through blue. Uh, go through a shed process and um, and I've recorded it every single day and it took him about 10 days to go through a full shed to shed off all this skin. So uh, we're getting close to, we're on day 8 for this hurricane and um, I haven't seen him um, outside of blue, but while he was in blue and shed, he was still pretty. So I'm just imagining how he's going to look once he sheds off all this skin.
0: Oh, wow. It's going to probably, be, you have to put some sunglasses on to pull that
1: one out. <laughs> <laughs> You're you line. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to actually do a video on that because, you no, know, uh, I didn't get to see him in his um, pure form and nobody else did. So I am actually, in fact, going to do a video of him, you know, with his fresh, fresh new shed. I do the little small
0: clips of fresh new sheds on my Instagram. Okay. So uh, people also listening in on this could go follow you over on your Instagram. Is this by Sincere Exotics on Instagram, like Sincere and then underscore Exotics? Yes.
1: Nope. It's just Sincere Exotics. All together as one. Oh, sincere Exotics. Yeah, all one word.
0: Okay. And man. um, I'm wondering. Where about Whereabouts else are you on social media?
1: I am on Facebook with Sincere Exotics as well, uh, and then I have a fan uh, a fan page on Facebook with Sincere Exotics. Uh, everywhere is Sensor Exotics. YouTube, check me out on YouTube. Uh, that's why I'm like, I really want to build my YouTube views. Um, so, YouTube is Sensor Exotics. Everything is Sensor Exotics for now. Uh, so Facebook, I have two. Like, my personal page is set up as Sensor Exotics. Uh, but sometimes I get hit for the name because it's not a legit name. And they um, they try to force me to put my, my actual name. My actual name is Anselm Haynes and um, sometimes I have to go back and forth with that but I, I so far it's been still Sincere Exotics so you can find me on there with
0: Sincere Exotics and his YouTube channel is awesome so everybody go follow him there on YouTube as well
1: appreciate that
0: so well, I'm going to wrap this one up here now and uh, we'll definitely have you on for a part two if you're interested in that down the road uh, I'm definitely interested in that I appreciate this
1: opportunity right here
0: Okay, perfect. Well, we'll stay in touch with you between now and then, and uh, we'll have you back on. Maybe how does the early spring sound? That sounds perfect. Sounds perfect to me. And we'll be actually looking forward to get the update on the because the hatchlings will be coming around then, right? About sixty days.
1: Yep, April twenty-second is the due date
0: the that nice yep. so we'll keep yep. you in mind we'll also keep uh, following you there on social media so we can be uh, up to date with that as the clutch is nearing because you said you're going to take pictures of uh, you wiping the, the, oh, yeah. off the lids and stuff like that in there so it doesn't drip on them so that'll be perfect yeah. to get, get the update on those
1: oh yeah I'm going to um, do videos on all of that basically how to maintain with those egg boxes and how to keep it up so you don't you know for the ones that's having their first time with their clutches they'll learn from that so yes I will
0: be doing that Okay. Perfect. All right. So we'll have you back on for a part two. And uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. It was nice having you on. and It was nice talking with you as well.
1: Thank you. It was nice talking to you as well. I appreciate it. You're a great guy. I
0: appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Respect. Thanks brother. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye.